welcome to day 201 of Shaped by the Word, third season together, uh, the story of the prophets. Uh, we found ourselves in, in the middle of Jeremiah. We've, we've moved back and forth in Jeremiah, you know, from uh, King Zedekiah, which is the very last king to serve on the throne in Jerusalem before it's completely wiped out by Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, now we find ourselves backed up about, you know, 20 years to the reign of Jehoiakim. Uh, who is uh, even though his 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 father Josiah was one of the most godly kings who rediscovered, which is almost astounding to us, he rediscovered the book of the law which had been lost, mm-hmm. and he began to you know implement you know the teaching of the book of the law. His uh, son Jehoiakim is taking things in, in, in another direction. We've divided this up, you know, kind of poorly in our in, in our app. We've we've got you stopping in the middle of a story. Uh, so we're doing uh, the first part of 36 today, and then we're going to leave you hanging the entire weekend. And on Monday, we'll do the last part of 36. Instead of doing that in both instances, we'll just read the full chapter together, and uh, we'll share some insights today and some more insights on Monday mm-hmm. um, as, as we as we do that. I'm Paul, here with David, uh, Matt, and Cindy. Uh, and as always, before we read, we, we offer ourselves in the moment to the Lord. Uh, David, do you mind lifting us up before we read? No, let's pray. And Father, we do ask as we come before you and come before your word that you would help us to behold the wonderful things in your word. Um, thank you that your word is living and active and can do a deep work in us. And we ask that it would do that. Um, convict us where we need conviction, encourage us where we need encouragement, and above all, help us to see you for who you are. And in so doing, may that May that um, renew and restore our hearts' affections for you. And we pray this all in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Jeremiah 36. In the fourth year of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Judah, this word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord, take a scroll and write on it all the words I've spoken to you concerning Israel, Judah, and all the other nations from the time I began speaking to you in the reign of Josiah till now. Perhaps when the people of Judah hear about every disaster I plan to inflict on them, they will each turn from their wicked ways, and I will forgive their wickedness and their sin. So Jeremiah called Baruch, son of Neri, and while Jeremiah dictated all the words the Lord had spoken to him, Baruch wrote them on the scroll. Then Jeremiah told Baruch, I am instructed, I am not allowed to go to the Lord's temple, so you go to the house of the Lord on a day of fasting and read to the people from the scroll and the words of the Lord that you wrote as I dictated. Read them to all the people of Judah who come in from their towns. Perhaps they will bring their uh, petition before the Lord and will each turn from their wicked ways for the anger and wrath pronounced against this people by the Lord is great. Baruch, son of Neri, did everything Jeremiah the prophet told him to do. The Lord's temple, he read the words of the Lord from the scroll. In the ninth month of the fifth year of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Judah, a time of fasting uh, before the Lord was proclaimed for all the people in Jerusalem and those who had come from the towns of Judah. From uh, the room of Gemariah, son of Shaphan, the secretary, which was in the upper courtyard at the entrance of the new gate of the temple, Baruch read to all the people at the Lord's temple the words of Jeremiah from the scroll. When Micaiah, son of Jeremiah, uh, the son of Japhon, heard all the words of the Lord from the scroll, he went down to the secretary's room in the royal palace where all the officials were sitting. Elshimah, the secretary, Delilah, son of Shemaiah, Elnathan, son of Akbar, Jeremiah, son of Shaphan, Zedekiah, son of Hananiah, and all the other officials. 
After Micaiah told them everything he had heard Baruch read to the people from the scroll, all the officials sent to Jehuda, son of Nethaniah, and son of Shelemiah, the son of Cusha, to say to Baruch, Bring the scroll from which you have read to the people and come. So Baruch, son of Neriah, went with them with the scroll in his hand. They said to them, Sit down, please, and read it to us. So Baruch read it to them. When they heard all of these words, they looked at each other in fear and said to Baruch, We must report all of these words to the king. Then they asked Baruch, Tell us, how did you come to write all this? Did Jeremiah dictate it? Yes, Baruch replied. He dictated all these words to me, and I wrote them in ink on the scroll. Then the official said to Baruch, You and Jeremiah go and hide. Don't let anyone know where you are. After they put the scroll in the room of Elshamah, the secretary, they went down to the king in the courtyard and reported everything to him. The king sent out Jehuda to get the scroll, and Jehuda brought it from the room of Elshamah, the secretary, and read it to the king and all the officials standing there with him. It was the ninth month, and the king was sitting in the winter apartment with fire burning in the far part in front of him. Whenever Jehuda had read three or four columns of the scroll, the king cut them off with a scribe's knife and threw them into the fire pot until the entire scroll was burned in the fire. The king and all of his attendants who heard all these words showed no fear, nor did they tear their clothes. Even then, Elnathan, Delahai, Jeremiah urged the king not to burn the scroll. He would not listen to them. Instead, the king commanded Jeremiel, a son of a king, the king, Sariah, son of Ezrael, Shelemiah, son of Abdiel, to arrest Baruch the scribe and Jeremiah the prophet, but the Lord had hidden them. After the king burned the scroll containing the words that Baruch had written to Jeremiah's dictation, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, take another scroll and write on it all the words that were on the first scroll, which Jehoiakim, king of Judah, burned. Also tell Jehoiakim, king of Judah, this is what the Lord says. You burned that scroll and said, why did you write on it that the king of Babylon would certainly come and destroy this land and wipe it from both man and beast? Therefore, this is what the Lord says about Jehoiakim, king of Judah. He will have no one to sit on the throne of David. His body will be thrown out and exposed to the heat by day and frost by night. I will punish him and his children and his attendants for their wickedness. I will bring on them and those living in Jerusalem and the people of Judah every disaster I pronounced against them because they have not listened. So Jeremiah took another scroll, gave it to the scribe Baruch, son of Neriah, and as Jeremiah dictated, Baruch wrote on it all the words of the scroll that Jehoiakim, king of Judah, had burned in the fire. And many similar words were added to them. <laughs> Just in case you didn't like the first round, let's uh, let's add a few extra, you know, choice uh, choice judgments on the second round you know, as, as well. And of course, has been a temptation that of all of, all of us have had through the years is to be comforted by sections of scripture that are really comforted to us and to ignore mm-hmm. uh, and even excise you know sections of scripture that make us just a little bit uncomfortable this is of course what you know Thomas Jefferson did with his new testament you know it kind of took a razor blade and took out every section you know to him didn't seem plausible you know as well beyond a natural you know explanation and sometimes we tend to pick and choose. And it's not so much that we choose the miraculous or the non-miraculous. Uh, we uh, choose those things that would comfort us in it and make us comfortable rather than those things uh, that would challenge us, make us uncomfortable, call us to repentance, and allow us to know, you know, God's, you know, God's grace. Just a reminder that these, what feels like sometimes um, hard truth, 
is really God's um, severe mercy in our lives. It's a, it's certainly a, a means of grace to have these words and to, as he says, uh, perhaps they will hear and turn from their wicked ways so that he could forgive them. No, he's, <laughs> even the judgment, you know, uh, God has done two things. You know, we, we learn from Romans that his kindness is intended to bring us to repentance, his common grace and the beauty of the gifts that he gives us. You know, ought to you know, turn our hearts to him in thanksgiving, in which Paul you know, says in Romans, uh, we, we did not thank God or recognize him as God. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, that's you know, the heart of our sin, but also, also the hardness you know, causes us to look to him and, and to see, see him and cry out for mercy. As, as well. So the, these are good gifts. Mm-hmm. And of course, this is another reminder, you know, in the story of prophets, how quickly things can turn from a father who leads a nation into revival, mm-hmm. you know, to a son who leads a nation, you know, to burn the words of the scroll. And it's kind of interesting uh, that this is in the middle of a fast. So surely the king has called the fast, yeah. but he, he's not deeply sincere in hearing the word of the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, he's deeply sincere in trying to manipulate the Lord in, in this you know, particular instant. And of course, we're reminded of Jeremiah 58. You know, this is not the kind of fasting I'm looking for. I'm yeah. looking for fasting that comes from contrition mm-hmm. and a deep heart of compassion mm-hmm. for those around you. My heart definitely goes out to Jeremiah and Baruch, right? I mean, they write all this stuff and like, he burned it. We got to write it all again if it's never happened to me, but I just have that fear of like losing a sermon I've written or something like on Saturday afternoon and like I have to restart this thing. Like, oh, I should have backed it up. But uh, no, even as he's burning the word, I mean, one thing I thought of was. And, and of course, the- all your sermons are dictated straight from God. Never mind. <laughs> and even as the king is burning, you know, the, the scrolls, I mean. Just thinking, yeah. There's parts of scripture as you're talking about Paul that, man, I I wrestle with him and I don't want to hear them and while I might not burn them. I, I I know what it says and yet I still choose to not listen to it mm-hmm. and and not obey it and, and not receive it, even if it is like you're saying, sending a hard mm-hmm. word. Mm-hmm. And so while we might not be burning or chopping up our Bibles or cutting out sections, we definitely you know kind of mm-hmm. delete those mm-hmm. little parts of of scripture from our lives that you know we find difficult or high calling or you know um, a, a, a big command to, to follow in our lives you know and, and, and while this is you know very near the end you still have you know call perhaps they will bring their petition before the Lord and will each turn from their wicked ways for the anger and the wrath you know pronounced against the people by the Lord is great mm-hmm. uh, so it's still a call to repentance even though you know we're, we're coming closer and closer to the inevitable judgment, the exile, and of course, mm-hmm. after that, the hope of restoration that will yeah. ultimately be fulfilled in Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we've talked about this some, but you know, in, in some ways, as the king goes, so goes the nation. You know, and, and that is why we need that righteous king. You know, and, and we mm-hmm. talked about that branch that would that would rise up a couple chapters ago that would be the righteous king that we need. But I mean, you have, even when the scroll's being read, you know, they tell him, Oh, yeah, yeah, y'all better go hide. Don't let anyone know where you are because mm-hmm. they know the hardness of the king's heart. And as soon as the king hears it, what does he do? They showed no fear, nor did they tear their clothes. You know, just the rebellion mm-hmm. and, and the sinfulness, and, and there so goes the nation. The nation refuses to repent. And, and what we need more than anything is a righteous king who leads his people in righteousness you know, and causes his people to be righteous. And, of course, a good friend is not only the one who tells you 
what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. And, of course, God is that to us through his spirit and through his prophets and through these. So we'll come back to chapter 36 uh, again on on Monday, mm-hmm. reading it twice, reading any passage of prophecy twice is uh, really fun um, and uh, deeply profitable for us. Mm-hmm. Father, thank you uh, for your word. We um, we hesitate when we say it, but we say it nevertheless. Thank you for the parts of your word that make us uncomfortable because we know that you are a gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love, mm-hmm. and does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. We thank you for your call to righteousness. May we have ears to hear, eyes to see, and hearts to embrace uh, and turn to you. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen.